Quantum Alchemy Radio, where a new perspective is a new reality. One slight shift. Imagine that one slight shift in perception can cause our perspective to become a new reality. Why not you? Why not now? Join us. everyone and welcome, welcome as listeners, our friendly listeners to Quantum Alchemy Radio. My name is Anya Sophia Mann and I'm your host for this show that just puts a smile on my face every single time. I hear the intro music and wow, this smile just comes on my face. It is such an honor to be here with all of you for the live listeners as well as the listeners that listen to the archives. So let me just go over a little bit of what we're going to do today. There are five segments to the show. In the first and the last segment, the co-hosts, Ruth and I, will be dialoguing around the topic. And today, the topic is so timely, folks. It's bullying versus compassion and how the roots of bullying can become seeds of compassion. Just the thought of that excites me. Um, yeah, I can't wait to dive into the dialogue around it. And then in segments two, three, and four, we will be accepting calls where I'll go into quantum alchemy, live laser coaching. In particular, if you've been bullied, don't hesitate to call in and let's chat about that and see if we can shift perception around it. And on that note, let's check in and see if our co-host is here Ruth, are you ready to join us? I'm here, Anya. Hello, everybody. Oh, awesome. And Ruth, I just love opening the show, sharing with us how are we doing as far as becoming contagious. I love this part. I love this part. We're really becoming <laughs> contagious. Yeah, we've got lots more people joined us this week, almost 3,000 now. How cool is that? Uh, almost 3,000 people listening since we started, you know. I can't believe it, 12 short weeks. You know, that's less than three months. And yay. here we are with almost 3,000 listeners. Yay! So The just, word is, the no word is out. Uh-huh. Go on. Yes, go ahead. No new countries this week, but changes within the countries, like more and more people joining. So by far within the UK... England is our number one. There are more listeners in England, with uh, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland being a close second. So in the USA, for some reason this week, California's gone straight to number one. Everyone in California suddenly got <laughs> wired up to quantum alchemy. So uh, but at a close second, we've got Massachusetts, and then in third place, we've got Illinois. So for some reason, there's still a lot of people in Illinois. Oh, sorry, New York's a joint second with Massachusetts. Massachusetts, in case all the people in New York are going, hey, we're listening, we're listening here. <laughs> you know what I find so interesting? You know what I find so interesting about that, Ruth, is in just a few weeks, I will be headed to California for a week, and then a week after that, I will be headed to Boston, um, you know, to do a workshop. It's so interesting, and I lived in. Uh, both my children were born, and I lived in Chicago for quite some time. Isn't this interesting? 
it is, it is. I know we've still got listeners in other countries, you know, France, Spain, Belgium, New Zealand, Australia, Germany, Singapore, Mexico, India, Serbia, you know, so countries some people might have never heard of. But, um, you know, by it's by far, you know, it's just growing and growing and growing. And also, I wanted to say uh, Canada, that's now our number one, more listeners are listening at the moment from British Columbia than any other Canadian state, with Ontario second and Nova Scotia in third place. So there's, mm. <laughs> there's our top, top three states in Canada and our top three states in the USA. Wonderful. Really and, then I... and we've got new listeners. We've got new listeners in lots of states now in the USA, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Arkansas, Kentucky, uh, Wisconsin, Alabama, Oregon, uh, Florida. You know, we've got new people in all of those states. That is so awesome. And, And listening friends, thank you so much for sharing because, you know, definitely Quantum Alchemy Radio is on a mission to bring in as much tips, tools, techniques, and information on topics that are bringing together the world of spirituality and science. And this is why I also highly suggest, folks, and recommend that you have your Quantum Alchemy Journal so that you can capture the, you know, the the information that's being imparted to you. And you will see as as you go along as followers of the show, you will get so much information that you can begin implementing in our world because you are the change that's going to make the change in this world. That just excites me. And so on that note, um, let's dive into today's topic, which is bullying versus compassion and how the roots of bullying can become the seeds of compassion. So as always, we hop right on over. Ruth, if you will just get us going here by what are some of the definitions that you came across so we at least have a basis to go from. Well, in our friend Wikipedia, says that bullying is the use of force, threat, or coercion to abuse, intimidate, or aggressively impose domination over others. Now, Mm -hmm. it says in the Wikipedia definition that the behavior is often repeated and habitual. But I just wanted to point out uh, another definition on you, if I may, that we used when uh, Muriel O'Driscoll and I co-authored the book The Bullying Culture, which we'll say a little bit more about later. Uh, We chose a definition from uh, somebody called Randall, who's a psychologist who studied bullying behaviors in great depth. And his definition is similar, but with one important difference. He says bullying is the aggressive behavior arising from the deliberate intent to cause physical or psychological distress to others. And Mm -hmm. we thought that deliberate piece was important. Because when people have experienced bullying, it didn't seem to matter to them whether it was prolonged or whether it was a one-off event. Sometimes a one-off event could be equally distressing. But if it was was deliberate, that was was what made it bullying, as opposed to somebody who might say something hurtful, but they didn't really intend it to be bullying. So we thought that was Mm -hmm. an important distinction. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing in that route, 
So what I'm hearing mm-hmm. in that, Ruth, is the, it's the energy behind it. Exactly, the, yes. Or the motivation yes. behind it. Um, and w- we'll say Absolutely. I have lots, lots to share around that uh, from my um, vantage point. Right, of course. And then and then back to Wikipedia again. So we just want to, we mentioned this on a previous show, but I'm just going to mention again the definition for compassion. Uh, mm. So it says compassion is the feeling of empathy for others, the emotion that we feel in response to the suffering of others that motivates a desire to help. And then, of course, as usual, you know, uh, we love to look at the etymology, the origin of words. So the etymology of compassion comes from the Latin com, which means with or together, and then party, which is to suffer. So compassion means to suffer with or to suffer together. Mm. And then this was the really, really interesting piece of the week. This was the surprise, and I'll wait till on your hears this. The etymology of bully. Apparently in the 1530s, the word bully originally meant sweetheart and it was applied to either sex and the source is from the German word buhle which is B-U-H-L-E which meant lover and the the theory is that the word the meaning of the word deteriorated through the 17th century because the bullies became known as the uh, bodyguards if you like of prostitutes it meant like a protector of a prostitute who was a lover but also a ruffian or a tough guy as well and then as the word deteriorated further it just became known to anybody who was rough or tough and not necessarily a lover but isn't that interesting that that word bully originally meant lover? Oh, it is, Ruth. It is. And and I like the piece around where you were mentioning, you know, how I just come up with these titles for the show, but how underneath it all, look how energetically that information was already available to me and, and accessing it, just on a vibrational right. level. Can you say a little bit about that, Ruth? Well, for the listeners, I'll just say that yeah, I've many times I've known you pick up on the vibration of, of a word that, that you would never, ever intellectually think. So in this, I'll just use this one for an example, although you didn't say this, but in the past, you have said, in, in what way is the word bully associated with lovers? And you'd go, huh? I don't know. And I've actually gone, for, for other words, not this one, I've gone and checked up the etymology of the word, and I've gone, well... You could knock me down with a feather. Wait till Anya hears this. And there has been an association. Um, So I have known you on many occasions pick up energetically on the origin, on the root of a word through picking up its vibration. That's pretty amazing. Right, because someone may think it odd, Ruth, just the title of the show, Bullying versus Compassion, and um, how the roots of bullying can become the seeds of compassion. I, I, I so get that. I so see that. I so feel that as the great opportunity. Friendly listeners, it's the great opportunity to entertain the idea. For those of you who have children or know people, you know, in terms of workplace bullying, to entertain the idea of dropping the label bullying. Just drop it. Drop it. And let's give it a new meaning. And how about this as an idea? 
that bullying is really disconnection from your true self. There's no way someone in the in the action of bullying or being grossly unkind or mean to another person is absolutely disconnected from their true self. And so imagine then what happens is if the person who's being bullied bullies back, now you're both at war. You're at the beginnings of war. And um, also if the person being bullied does not come back with something, then they are ingesting all of that energy and very easily starting to believe what's being said. They're starting to believe that of themselves. And again, we move to compassion. And what is compassion? But compassion is love in action. And you cannot be compassionate toward other until you have compassion for self. So it's a very interesting, this whole topic today, Ruth, fascinates me as far as can we come at it, can we look at it from a place of dropping that label? Yes, we have to refer to it because this is what the show's about, but I am deeply going to plant the seed that we drop that label and we begin to look at what is it truly. Let's give it a new definition. It's just connection from your true self. And so then what happens is, we go, Ruth, we go back to that compassion being empathy for others, but it has to start with yourself. And so if you are not in the place of self-respect, self-regard, self-love, etc., etc., you're not going to be able to receive the unkind actions of another or the, you know, the meanness of another toward you. You're not going to be able to be this, um, be with that because oh, and I wish these things were taught in school, because that person who's bullying you or being unkind or mean to you, absolutely, in that moment, needs you. Needs you to hold them in a higher light or in a higher space of love. You know, turn the cheek, whatever language you want to use. Turn the cheek. In other words, do not connect with the part of them that's disconnected and spewing forth on you. Hold them in a space of knowing, wow, they're disconnected from themselves. And you stay in the space of love, if you will, of yourself. Know that what they're saying is not true about you. These are just some of the small ways to begin to start thinking about, wow, Let's lose the label because the label is in and of itself a form of bullying. It's an accusation you're making about the other person. So I'm going to stop and pause. Let's let's breathe in, folks, and just breathe and relax. What these are are just some new ideas. No one's preaching here. I'm just, I want, I feel compelled actually to bring in a higher light, a higher perspective on this timely, timely topic. Um, Ruth, perhaps maybe share share a comment or two on that. And let's move into a couple of recent, and again, we're going to use the word bullying, you know, in this moment because of the title of the show, 
that's been on um, in the news that's timely. So what are your thoughts on, on what I just shared? Oh, Actually, let's go into a said. promo because I know that mm-hmm. we're, we're due for a promo, right, Ruth? So let's jump into yeah. that, and then when we come back, come in with your share. Folks, it's a 30-second promo actually on how you can connect with me and go to my website and see some of the offerings that I have for you. When, if you are really ready for a quantum leap in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, or relationally, visit AnyaSophiaMan.com. Visionary Intuitive Coaching and Consulting. AnyaSophiaMan.com. I'll see you there. Are you ready? (laughs) As always, I say, yes, I am ready. I am ready for whatever situation that you want to bring into the space of us being together, folks. So it was it was wonderful, Anya, what you mentioned just before that little promo. You brought so much forward. It's it's well worth listening to this and pausing and rewinding it and p- using your journals, like Anya said, to write down what these tips that she comes up with because there was so much there just in that short piece, but especially the piece about not taking on, really not taking on what the other person is you know, spewing forth at you. And this takes a lot of... Of, of practice, it takes a lot of skill to learn to, how to not get sucked into that and how to keep your attention on yourself, doesn't it? Anya does not take a lot of work to learn that, it seems, it seems to. Well, I'm going to come in with a perfect example here, Ruth. Um, it, it, you know, it frosts me a little bit, actually, the situation. I don't remain frosted for long because I have a defrost button when I move into compassion. But he, I, <laughs> I heard, I heard the absolute perfect example when we speak of the roots of bullying, the roots of bullying. So now imagine this: six years old, first grade. You're just learning how to read and, you know, do some math. And ABCs have now become words, which have now become sentences, which now are starting to become little paragraphs. And, you know, you're working with your numbers. And imagine the teacher asks a question. How many cents are in 275? And the, and the innocent, pure being, confident, excited, little six-year-old goes, 275. And the teacher <laughs> says, wrong. And the child deflates. Mm. Yet has the courage, as a spunky child would do, and says, you asked how many cents were in 275, and 275 cents are in 275 cents. She says, no, you didn't put a decimal point. It's $2.75. And don't ever question me, or I will bring you down to the principal's office. Do not ever question me. 
okay, starting to frost over here, Ruth, a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll press, my, I'll press my defrost button, and I'll go right into what I proposed before. I'm going to go right into compassion. Because the teacher pointing her finger down on a child, this is a real-life situation, folks, pointing her finger down on a child, saying do not question. What she's really saying is do not question authority ever again, or you will be punished. Now, anyone coming, in all due respect to whatever their teacher training was or whatever, anyone coming from that place is in a place of disconnection. Absolutely. And they're probably doing what was done or told to them and unconsciously have the limiting belief that what they're saying is true. And it's a way to... Anyway, the point is, it's diminishing the brilliance, the bright light. It's diminishing that bright light of a child. Right there, friendly listeners, right there, can you hear where the roots of bullying Right there. And so, this is an opportunity to have compassion. Have compassion for, you know, the limitation or the disconnected place from which that authority figure, you know, imposed that on the child. So I bring that forth, Ruth, just as an idea to begin to see, to begin to see where does it start? Where does it start? It starts really, really young. Mm. Yes. And you can see how even if if we look at our own lives, we can all relate to that. And, you Mm -hmm. know, you then become afraid to speak up and ever answer a question again, you know. And 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 I'm going to repeat what you said because people, you said it so quick, people may not have picked up on it that the teacher herself may not remember when that was done to her. And often mm-hmm. it's because people are doing what was done to them. That's what you said. Right. And so then so then, if we look at the root, let's say that's the root cause, at least that's going to be the root cause in that child. And perhaps the same thing was done with this teacher. So there's the root cause. And then what happens out of that root, it's so interesting to watch this, is then it spirals out and expands and expands and it spirals out. And what happens is you begin working for bosses who bully you. You begin, you mm. marry a person who, who on the spectrum of bullying, which is a range, on the spectrum of bullying, you know, now you're, you marry into someone who on some level is bullying you or keeping you under wraps, so to speak. And that, it all goes back to the original event and so, if we look at a bullier in this idea or this new awareness or this new perspective, can you see the solution? The solution is to love them anyway. And there are all forms of love. And so loving them anyway might look something like, I will remind you of who you are, not who you are not. I will remind you of who you are, not who you are not. And so that action might look like taking a deep breath and walking away from the bullier. 
or or whatever. There's a there's a million different actions that can be taken from that space of raising your consciousness, and this can be done in our schools, Ruth, in early age. Is get the label off bullying, don't because now you're looking for the bully. What you just did, you're bullying me. When in fact, no. But you're so heightened in the awareness now of bullying. Instead of coming in through the side door of an open heart and an open mind and talking about compassion and kindness. And, you know, Ruth, my mind goes to um, the roots of empathy. Can we say just a little bit about that? That was in uh, one of the other shows. Say just a bit about that. Awesome book, listeners. Awesome book. Uh, Well, the roots of empathy is um, Mary Gordon's work. And she's actually based in Canada. And... um, Show number t- three. One. Are you an empath? empath? Are you an empath? That's it. Show number three. Show yes. number three. Yeah. Are you an empath? So um, yes. So Mary Gordon's work is where they take babies into the schools. Do you remember we spoke about that? And the yes. the children, you know, sing to the baby and play with the baby and learn to watch the baby and they learn to understand about emotions and emotional intelligence. And mm. um, what's interesting though is that in in the uh, the Roots of Empathy program, the intention, the stated intention is to actually help children to cultivate empathy, help children to develop empathy. But one of the side effects that they noticed that was not their intention is that in the schools that were participating in the Roots of Empathy project, um, that bullying reduced significantly and children were more confident and more likely to help each other out. So if they saw, if a, if a, if a kid was being bullied, all the kids were more likely to step in and say things like, hey, stop that, hey, what's going on here? You know, they were right. more likely to intervene and talk about what was happening as a result of the, the Roots of Empathy project. Yeah, so beautiful, Ruth, so beautiful. Yeah, and so the compassion comes in when we realize that that person, let's call the person bullying, is lacking empathy and lacking compassion. And that's really where the work is. And, um, right, I, I, I just could go on and on and on. So amazing, this topic, uh, Ruth. Um, so I'm coming in here with a little you know, a a higher perspective on it. So if you're willing, Ruth, um, being that, you know, you co-authored a book called The Bullying Culture, in all due respect to the book, would you also, in this moment, based on the research that you've done, give me your thoughts on the perspectives that I'm bringing in. And then, Ruth, could we move into some recent examples of bullying that are in the news? Sure, sure. So, I mean, it's it's difficult when you've done a lot of research on something to kind of, like, dis- distill it down. Um, but, yes, I mean, the research that I did was in the health service in, in the UK. So w- what we did was we actually looked at the... Um, bullying behaviors in in the health service and looked at the actual culture of bullying because we were wondering we were asking the questions what causes bullying and what are the effects of bullying and how can we reduce the harm 
Um, so, we, we, you know, which was quite a big thing that we that we looked at when we when we wrote the book, the, the bullying culture. But everything that you've said so far fits in perfectly because when what I mean in this in this context by culture is what is what sociologists call culture. Sociologists are the scientists that study groups and societies. So a group behavior where you say you've got a gang who are bullying the other kids in the school, that's a group behavior. And the sociologist mm-hmm. would be the scientist that would study that behavior. How did it arise? How did that gang you know, arise and, and the kind of power games that go on within groups like that? And so what the sociologists mean by culture are the norms and rules of that group. So like if one gang would have its own rules as opposed to like another gang. But it's more than just gangs. Every uh, industry has its own culture. Every profession has its own culture. Every... Oh, I forgot what else was. oh, corporations. Corporations have their own culture. So you can work for one company and see how it's very, very different. The atmosphere is very different than in another company. And what do we mean by culture is kind of like what goes on, what goes on around here. Yeah, yeah. And that goes right to the, as I said, about the teaching, even even in the profession of teaching. And by the way, teachers in all due respect, we're, we're just, you know, we conform, we conform. Well, just one thing I want to say to the listeners, Anya, from the research, people who've been bullied are very reluctant to come forward, you know, because mm-hmm. because it, it affects them. They, they don't want to come forward. They feel disempowered. But people who've been, who, who are bullies or have been accused of being bullies or have been involved in bullying are less likely to come forward for the fear of retribution, the fear of being attacked. But I would just encourage anybody who's been in any situation around bullying to really call in because it, it, is, a, it is so powerful to actually work with Anya and shift the perspective around this. The reason I mentioned culture and what the culture is is it's because the culture is often what holds it in place. So yeah. when you've got uh, bullying in a particular group, the other other members might all fall might all fall in behind the instigator or the ringleader for fear yeah. of being attacked by the rest of the group. So yeah. um, I wanted to weave that in with what you said about what the teacher herself and why she might not say anything. We found yeah. in our research that there was actually a lot of bullying in education, in in the actual culture of the the education profession. There is a lot of workplace bullying, as there was in uh, midwifery. I did the research on midwives, and you would think, midwifery, gosh, you know, aren't midwives supposed to be really compassionate? And yes, they are. So it doesn't mean that when there's bullying in a culture that there is a lack of compassion completely, but that the, the culture or the rules or the way things are done can actually prevent that compassion from coming forward. Yeah. And it can prevent the compassionate ones in the group from stepping forward if they feel powerless. And that yeah. is what, so, so to weave it together, what, what you asked about the, the Florida case recently, which is where the, uh, a, a young girl, a 12-year-old girl actually committed suicide by jumping off a tower because she was bullied by a group of girls in school. And it was interesting, there was a ringleader 
there was a ringleader who instigated it, but eventually even her friends were coerced into bullying her as well. And this is quite classic of, uh, sorry, in the research we found a distinction between male bullying and female bullying. And in female bullying, one of the key methods is to withdraw communication. We won't speak to her. None of you are allowed to speak to yes. her. We're all blaming yes. her. And that's because women inherently, females inherently, are seeking connection, connectedness. Yes. So the most hurtful mm -hmm. thing to do to other women is to withdraw that connection, withdraw that yes. communication. So, yes. yeah, we've all those pieces perfect. together and, and related it to the research. Yes. Absolutely, Ruth. It's that it, that is beautiful. It is so important, um, listening friends, to realize that, that it is a culture. This is the way we do things around here. For example, the teacher saying to the six-year-old, "Do not question me. You do not ever question me, or I will take you right to the principal's office." Right there, roots of bullying. Right there. And again, it's, my heart is open to the teacher who, in her disconnection, is not realizing you are setting a tone for that child to never question authority, to never walk up to another child who's, I don't know, being beat up or something and say, hey, stop, what are you doing? Or go get an adult or whatever. Right there, you're putting the lid on. It starts... And again, I'm not, I'm not going after the teaching profession. It's everywhere. It's in churches. It's mm -hmm. in, it is. you know, corporations. It's in Girl Scouts. It's in Boy Scouts. It's, it's everywhere. However, the antidote or, you know, the, the solution or the idea that comes from my vantage point is the moment, in the moment, lose the bullying, lose the label, don't even enter into accusing that person of doing anything. Let's all raise our own consciousness, have compassion for ourselves, where, when, and how we may have received bullying, and how we can alchemize that and transmute, transform, transcend that through loving that person, through higher thought and recognizing that with the new definition Bullying is disconnection from your true self. You cannot be connected to who you are in self-respect, self-regard, self-love, all those delicious words, and, and do unkind things. It, it just, they don't go together. So I, I believe in my heart, Ruth, that that's, that's where we need to go. That's where we need to go. War with words. That's where wars start. War with words, and then the words go away, and you pick up the weapons. It's the war. It starts with the war with words. And so, if we can shift something at that level, and start to use languaging like, you know, I, I think of my grandchildren. I will stop and say, that that is unkind. I'm not saying you are unkind. The words that you just shared are unkind. Let's. What are kind words? What can you say now to your sister that's kind? You know, it starts right there in, in your own home, catching it right as it's happening. Any thoughts on that, Ruth? It's, it's very powerful, yes, Sonia. That 
is very powerful because it's giving the individual child the power. It's empowering yeah. them right right in the home. And that is, is probably the biggest gift you can give a child, you know, going out into the world. One of the things that I, I felt a lot of guilt when I was younger, and I used, I used to often wonder, why, won't we, why don't we do the right thing? Given the opportunity, why don't we do the right thing? Um, my, my father used to watch a lot of World War II movies, and I used to like to have the fantasy, the idea that if I was a you know, soldier in Germany during World War II, I'd be a hero and rescue everybody and, and get all the Jews off the trains and not be the one that sent them to the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. And yet, in reality, I, I, I didn't think I would have the courage to do that. I knew deep down that I wouldn't have the courage to stand out and be different from the group, that I would probably toe the line and go along mm-hmm. with it. And, and where this comes from is that and when I was in school, I was bullied. And I remember, you know, the kind of bullying where you're, you're the only one standing in a corner. I was actually cornered. And, that you know, the other girls were all chanting at you and nya-nya and pointing fingers, you know, like lots of them, like 20 or so. That's actually called mobbing when, when groups do that against one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that happened, mm-hmm. um, that happened the first two, two years in, in senior school in the, in the UK here. So that's between the ages of 12 and 14. And then my situation in school changed. So those girls went to a different school. I was in a different school with a new group of girls. Suddenly, I was in with the in crowd by the time I was about 15. And they were bullying another girl. And I didn't stand out and stand for her. I went along with the bullies because I was suddenly in a place where um, I was, you know, in with the in crowd for a change instead of being on the receiving end of it. And so I went along with it. And um, and so this is this. I'm saying this for the reason of understanding the power of peer pressure and the power mm-hmm. of being in that culture. You know, it's it's. They've done a lot of research on this, and 99% of people would find it extremely difficult to stand out and and say something. Right. They are more right. likely to go along with it, like, unless right. unless. Uh, there's been something that's given them the power or the permission to feel good about themselves and feel confident enough to stand out and say something different, like right. uh, Mary Gordon's Roots of Empathy program, like what you're saying about empowering children in the home, teaching them compassion, teaching them empathy, yeah. giving them permission to be kind. And um, yeah. at this point, I just want to bring in as well what was in the news this week about this research in New Zealand where they banned playground rules and they actually saw a dramatic drop in bullying. Now, when I say they banned playground rules, this was as part of a piece of research uh, that they did where the rules were in place. They weren't bad rules. The rules were in place for health and safety. You know, the children weren't allowed to do things that were considered dangerous. And so, you know, every school has its playground rules. But just as part of this experiment, they were told to not, uh, have any rules, get rid of the rules and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And the children mm-hmm. were allowed to do whatever they wanted, climb trees, ride skateboards, mm-hmm. play games, you know, mm-hmm. rough games, or even even play in a, they had what they called a loose parts pit, which was full of old tires and bits of wood and old fire hose, you know, and all the things you would think would be dangerous, you know, to kids. And um, what happened was that the children... Uh, 
spent more time playing. They were more engaged, and that was important. And they said that the children who spend more time being uh, busy, motivated, and engaged are going to spend less time bullying other kids or writing graffiti or wrecking things around the school because they're, they're involved, they're engaged, they're getting their energy um, out in other ways, but not only that, they're interested in what they're doing, they're exploring, they're adventurous. But I think there's something here that hasn't been said. I think it's also about a sense of freedom. They were free to be themselves rather than feeling that oppressive atmosphere of stand there, be good, obey the rules. You see what I mean? Of course, absolutely, Ruth, and, and, and where I sit with that is simply I'm going to invite the listeners um, to experiment for yourself. Experiment for yourself. Children, when left to their own resources, will rise up because there is an innate knowing of right and wrong. It's innate in us. Because children get an uh-oh feeling. Think back to your own early years. When something was off, something in you, usually in the solar plexus area of the body, has an uh-oh feeling. You don't know what it is. You just get a uh-oh feeling. Something just doesn't feel right. Trust that. And then when you leave children just playing and running around, if you... Really watch, there's something else going on. They, they brush by each other within, you know, seconds of banging into each other. And if they do bang into each other, boom, they fall down, they stand up. The less parental or any form of authority coming in, the more there's a natural energetic expression going on in the collective consciousness or the field of those children. It's when the, children, when the children are imposed on or compressed, it gets like a pressure cooker. You've, and it's going to whistle. It's like a kettle when the water is boiling. Mm. There's a pressure cooker. Everything is energy. We are all energy. Energy wants to move. It is not stagnant. And if you start to put the confines on it, it will find a way to release and not always in a healthy way. Yes, listeners, we can be guides, guiding our children, guiding our teens, guiding ourselves. But when you impose restrictions, there's going to be leakage. It can't not. That's what we are. We are energy. And so are we moving into the place here a little bit of taking the label off bullying, Ruth? Do you think we're achieving that and getting down under what are the roots of the bullying and that within that are the roots of compassion? For example, you know, just mentioning in all in all due love and respect for the twelve year old girl that jumped off, you know, after being bullied by a culture, my heart goes out to the bulliers. There's no way, again, we're back to disconnection from your true self. You cannot have those behaviors if you are connected to who you truly are. And you know, I put this out in another show. I don't recall 
which show, Ruth? I remember asking people something like, you know, the greatest gift you can give a child is light up when they come in the room, light up. So so you're you're mirroring back to them who they are as beings. They are love, they are light, they are bright until their light starts to dim when they get out into society and all these things go on. They, they light starts to dim, but when they're young, light up, mirror that back. And now, let's take that idea out into our own world. When your teenage son or your husband comes home or your wife comes home or you go to work, light up. You light up from the inside out. Let people see you shine without saying a word. And the way to let people see you shine is you let that twinkle activate in your eyes. You let that relaxed, sincere smile spread energy and light and love in connection because you are connected to you. You shoot that energy to another person just by looking at them or by smiling from a connected place. And that begins to create an environment where the other person can't, it can't do less than that back to you. It, 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 it's incongruent. It's, it's incongruent. Like meets like. Uh, or, or energy will rise to the highest frequency. So we can absolutely make a difference in this world by making a difference in our own world. And that is one very small, very profound shift that you can begin to make in your own life. Decide, look in the mirror. You'll see the difference of what I'm talking about. Decide that you're going to let that twinkle emanate the light and the love of who you are from your eyes and from your smile. Not even one word needs to be said. You will start shape-shifting this world just with that. Any thoughts on that, Ruth? And then we move a little bit to um, the other bullying situation. Um, I know from personal experience the, the truth of, of what you're saying, Anya, but I'm wondering if perhaps it could be misheard by listeners. You know, if somebody was in an abusive relationship, you're not, I just want to be clear for people listening, you're not suggesting that they should just stay there and tolerate the abuse, but that they can put themselves in a place where they're safe and then at the same time start to work on themselves. So you're saying that the work is always on the inner light, but that doesn't mean you have to tolerate. You're not suggesting people tolerate. Is that right? Yes, and I didn't imply. I didn't think I implied that at all. But I appreciate. No, I don't Ruth, think you, you did. Know, I'm just concerned, just, you know, in case people yes, mishear it. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I can't help but be distracted in this moment, um, folks. I want to share something that I just saw drop in. Of course, I have my computer open because I'm accessing information here, and the CNN news, Ruth. Okay, I mean, you know, there are no coincidences. Here we go, Ruth. The CNN um, breaking news just dropped in, and it said after first defending his actions. Um, I don't know who this person is. It's a representative, Michael Grimm of New York, apologized today for physically threatening a New York One news reporter at the U.S. Capitol. He said he mm -hmm. overreacted, 
I accepted his apology. That's the reporter. And then, um, yeah, so there you go. Okay, and then he brainstormed off Tuesday night, la, 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 about the campaign. And he, he said things like, on camera, he had refused to talk to him. And he surged toward the reporter and said, let me be clear to you, if you ever do that to me again, I'll throw you off this. After you can figure the other letters out in balcony, okay? And so, yeah, so look at that, Ruth, right then and there, in the moment, as we're speaking about this. Okay, this is the change that we can see happening in the world. You know, he owned it. He owned it. Um, yeah. Perfect, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm great that there is. So the culture is changing, you see, and that's what can happen when, like you said, when when you start to shine your own inner light, you can really start to influence and change the culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to pick up on the, you know, just to pick up on what you said about how children have got this innate. It's innate yes. in them, you know, that that they will they will really come good that our goodness and compassion are actually innate. That's a really yes. important point because as yes. adults, it doesn't appear that way. We look at the news, you know, we look at the newspapers. It all seems negative. We all seem like bad people. It seems like the world's full of murderers, you know, and killers. And it's hard to believe sometimes that we are innately good and that bullying behaviors and negative behaviors are learned. But this is actually true. Newborn babies are born innately good. Our goodness is innate. Our compassion is innate. Our good qualities are innate. And our so-called negative qualities are learned behaviors. And this can go right back to something we talked about when we were talking about what is your passion. So if you're looking on the, um, on the list of shows there, it's what is your passion. Uh, because we spoke about Carl Rogers' theory of self-actualization. And he was a pioneering psychologist. He was a friend of Abraham Maslow, pioneering psychologist in the 1940s, who said that given the right conditions, we will become what we may become and fulfill our potential. And it reminded me, and you're talking about that school in, in New Zealand where they got rid of the rules, because Carl Rogers wrote a book called The Freedom to Learn. Freedom to Learn was one of his major groundbreaking books. And he said that we need this sense of openness and freedom so that we can relax and we learn better and we will fulfill our potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in, uh, it's all about relaxation. When we are in a relaxed state, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, when we are relaxed, we are open. And so in the opening, you can receive. For example, just even looking at the word educate. Educate is to draw forth, to draw forth. Mm. So imagine here's the child now asking the teacher a question. She, the child is drawing forth the information that that child needs to learn something. We innately know, we innately know what we need, and everybody has a different learning style. So the questioning is a powerful form of learning from the one doing the learning. 
So now if we go back to that other example where the child was squashed, you know, right from the get-go, the roots of bullying, we can see it's that we're back to the place of when we shift within our own being, that is what is going to shift the world. So we're back to taking the label off bullying. We're back to seeing that, hey, we, when left to our own resources, we really do know. We, it's simply what we need are guides in our life that come in and, and say, well, you might want to rethink stepping down that path because I can see down there there's a cliff. You know, we come in as guides for each other. But that starts within by being connected to our own guidance system. Could go on for hours on that one, Ruth. But I want to move a little bit, Ruth, into, um, again, because it's timely, let's move into the corporate, corporate bullying. So a little something about what was recent in the news on that. Well, the, the recent corporate example that I found on the UK Google was about the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company. And there was a senior editor at the BBC being investigated over claims that he bullied the staff. Um, but what's interesting is that the BBC has got a zero-tolerance um, policy for bullying. And there was a previous... So this is the second person who's come up and... Uh, being investigated for bullying. Previously, there was somebody a couple of months ago who was moved to another department. So there's this questioning now in the in the news about whether um, you know whether it was the right thing to just move them to another department. But that brings up an important point about whether bullies can change. And like you said, it's really good to not have labels like you know, oh, he's a bully, because we really want to you know focus on the behaviour and not the person, because it's really the whole culture. Obviously, something's going on in that organization. You know, one person was moved, and now another person is being investigated. So rather than pointing fingers at individuals, it's always more helpful to look at the whole culture. What's actually going on in the, you know, in the corporation, in the organization? Yes, absolutely. And then also bringing in the, um, the awareness, if you will, the awareness and the reminder to ourselves that we are, we are all connected. We are all swimming in this oceanic consciousness. And just having that reminder that, wow, we are connected, maybe what's coming forth through the other person's unkindness, or we'll call it bullying in this moment, is a wake-up call for you to step into your empowerment and who you really are and have the courage to say, you know, or walk away from that or go to an adult. It's, it's having that confidence, the courage in that action is what brings the confidence. It's not the other way around. It's having the courage to be you and stand for you. And so if we begin to speak to ourselves in that language, and speak to each other in that language, we make such a difference. And just notice when people are disconnected from themselves. You don't have to label that and say that to them. Just notice yourself, ah, they're disconnected from who they truly are. And you stay connected with your own being, and that's what makes the difference. And so what I want to offer for you right now is I'm going to go into doing a quantum moment. It's about two minutes, two and a half minutes, 
basically what I'm doing is relaxing to the degree that I can in any moment and expanding my consciousness to merge with the collective consciousness of those who are listening and those who will listen through the archives. If more and more people would just take those two or three minutes to just focus back and center into who they really are, what a difference that would make in the day. And so then after that, Ruth will move into the Conscious Journey Tenet. So let's go with um, number three, the music, Ruth, and we see what comes. You have within you a knowing that exists all the time, no matter what is going on in front of you or around you. Within you, you have a knowing. Taking the time to stop, look inside, and listen to the beat, the pulse of your knowing. Simply by posing a question often in the form of wondering or I'm curious. Simply by doing that in the quiet, still space of this now moment, your inner knowing will begin to emerge answers. And those answers that are emerging may come in the form of thoughts that you hear, a little flash of a picture that you see. Pay attention to how it is your inner guidance is guiding you. Can you hear it? It's there. Are you listening? Are you breathing? Are you melting into expanding? Where anything constricting dissipates. Learn to ask and listen from your inner knowing. And 
and I know that you know. What are you feeling, Ruth? <laughs> Excited. That's uh, there's always a different quality, isn't there, to each of these each of these quantum mm. moments. Mm. And I just wanted to to let people know that the music is Expeditionary by Kevin McLeod, and his website mm. is Incompetech.com. So they all have a little slightly different tone, a slightly different feel to them. So here we go, folks, into, I'm just opening now, the Conscious Journey Tenets. In other words, tenets for living a conscious journey through life. Let's see what's there for words now. So here we go, in the light of a new day. And by the way, these can be found on lifecoachingmagazine.net. Again, lifecoachingmagazine.net. The pictures associated with these are absolutely beautiful. And very, very soon, it will also be a downloadable ebook. So here we go, In the Light of a New Day. In the Light of a New Day, we can come to deeply realize that me is we. I am you. You are the one in everyone. We need each other. We are capable of so much more together than apart. We can be and are healers for each other. Healing can take so many forms. Think of healing as being the balancing of a system, any system, be it the human body or a corporation. When we are out of balance, Rebalancing is what is needed. We can be that for each other and the world. Rebalancing by recognizing or or recognizing and remembering or remembering that which we already know as truth that is in every cell of our body. Ruth, I have tears. (laughs) Ruth, I have tears. I mean, you would think that I read that before this show, and I didn't. Oh, wow, huh? You would think. You would think that you had written it this show. I know. Right. So amazing. So amazing. Yeah. So, Ruth, let's take a few moments and and um, let's look back a little bit and weave the pieces of the show together a little bit and we'll see what new piece emerges from me around that. Just, like, weave. What did we cover? What did we discover? What, you know, what are the points that were made? So there you go. And then, then I'll, I'll layer on to that, Ruth. Mm-hmm. Well, we started off talking about... With the title, of course. Of course, yeah. So today's title is Bullying versus Compassion. How the Roots of Bullying Can Become 
seeds of compassion. Mm. And so we looked at definitions of bullying. Um, and then, of course, we looked at the etymology of, of uh, bullying and compassion. And we discovered that originally the word bully meant lover. The word bully was associated with lovers. So then we spoke a little bit about Anya's, you know, your ability to pick up vibrationally on the root of a word, you know, because of your ability to read energy. And then we looked a little bit at um, some, we spoke, we spoke a lot about what bullying is and about the culture of bullying and how bullying is, is a, a behavior that's held in place because of the culture in an organization or a group. And you gave the example of the, the teacher, you know, saying what she said to the child so that he was learning at an early age not to question authority, oh. but then you were making the point that she was probably also being done, uh, sorry, doing what had been done to her. That's a very important point, that she was probably doing what had been done to her. And so she probably doesn't question, I don't know, I don't know her, but she probably won't question authority in her own life because she's obeying the rules of the culture. And then we looked a little bit at some articles that we we found on the internet uh, about that Florida teenager and about the you know the girls who were all together and how even even the the victims' friends were kind of uh, what's the word conscripted by the bully and then they all ended up as a as a gang bullying her and how that happens you know how people will tend to fall into line <clears throat> and then we looked and and it's probably like you said linked to this not questioning authority and then we looked at the school in New Zealand that had done the the experiment to just get rid of the playground rules to see what happened and they found there was a reduction in bullying which again like we also mentioned Mary Gordon's project The Roots of Empathy and uh, again there was no on both of those projects there was no intention to reduce bullying but that happened as a result because the projects one of them with Mary Gordon she was cultivating empathy and with the experiment in New Zealand they were just experimenting with the freedom of play and then we looked again at corporate bullying and we mentioned just that little bit about the, the BBC and about how um, once people are labelled as a bully, it, that makes it more difficult to change. And we didn't mention yes. this, but I just want to, we, while we're weaving things together, one thing that you've often said on your head saying your work is it's about creating the space to be different. And so yes. we just heard there, in the conscious journey tenet, we heard it right then, that healing is the balancing of a system, whether it's an individual or a corporation. And if we want to change the corporate culture, you know, in any company or organization or school or profession or whatever, then we need to create the space for individuals to be different. And that's, mm -hmm. that's your work. That's what I've heard you say so many times. Yeah. Because when yeah. you create the space to be different, you're changing that motivation. You're changing mm -hmm. the come from, which I've also heard you say so many times, it's all about the come from. Yes, and I do want to mention, um, Ruth, one of the, the pieces. I, there's a little interruption in it. I, I think it's a health issue with the director of the film, folks, but I, I do want to have this link on the website, um, and that is it's a documentary, and it's called Bullied to Silence Film. Bullied mm. to Silence Film. And so we will have the link on the website but I do believe there's been a, you know, an unexpected um, surgery, uh, open heart surgery. Isn't that interesting? We're talking about open heart. 
um, from the director, so um, we send well wishes there. But let's stay on top of that, listeners, and, um, you know, because we all can learn. We all can learn from all of the things that we're talking about. And speaking of that, I want to just give you next, um, next, I almost said next month, Ruth. <laughs> okay, next <laughs> week's show, okay? This, I, I'm, I'm loving this and almost dedicating the month to love, okay? So next week's show, please tune in. Going to love it. Do we even know what love really is? And how can love heal? Again, do we even know what love really is and how can love heal? And, of course, all the different layers and levels of love, we're going to be talking all about that. So really look forward to you joining us on that next show. So, Ruth, in wrapping everything up, is is there anything else that you want to say as we weave everything together here? So just to uh, just to make that that last last point about um, creating the space for things to be different, that mm. and, and not actually labelling the person as a bully. So that it's, it's, that's that's just a really you know important point to re-emphasise, and because then that because people have people have I know of people in corporations who've gone on training courses and they've come back and they really have changed and they've committed to change but when they've gone back into the environment it's almost like the tables have turned and then the other people in the organization don't let them change they kind of bring want to bring them back into the old culture so um, so just to, for everybody involved to actually allow you know, creating the space for things to be different. That's really an important point. And I yes. know that's been part yes. of your work, Anya, for many, many Absolutely. years. You know. Absolutely. Listeners, I'm so grateful that all of you are here. We are the change that's going to change the world. And I just want to leave us with this idea that when you label a bully, you create a bully trap that squeezes out more bullying. Just something to sit with. When you label a bully, you create a bully trap that squeezes out more bullying. Instead, let's adopt the idea of the possibility that bullying is disconnection from your true self. If anything, you know, saying words like, is that what you really want to be saying? Is that what you're really feeling? You know, just it just gives it gives the space, the slice for something to be different. So it's something to sit with. And so here we are again. Wow. Thank you all. Thank you all so much for listening. And do share. And I really appreciate all of you. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Now you can also read Anya's unconventional poetry, prose, and musings at clearlight.substack.com. Thank you for listening to the Quantum Alchemy Radio Show. Join us again as hosts, guests, and callers create a new, different, and timely show. We invite you to be the shift that wants to happen in the world. Thank you.